0: hey hopefuls you're listening to babes with hope with your hosts jessa tash and rachel i'm jessa i'm a
1: potter nerd history buff and loving dog mom and i'm an expert at helping you connect to your intuition and authentic self
2: and i'm tash a fun loving adventure seeking world traveler and my expertise is in organizational goal setting
0: And I'm Rachel. I'm a figure skating, gym-loving Disney nerd, and I'm an expert at helping you uncover your innermost thoughts and emotions so you can discover your inner champion. And together, we're Babes with Hope.
2: (laughs) No, it's going to be great. So, um, just a little follow-up. From our introduction series how I mentioned that the first time I kind of started following Rachel was when she spoke on a team call from our upline coach and she spoke on April 21st 2017 I went all the way back in my notes to find what Rachel was talking about and so I found it Rachel gave Her little speech that connected us and is the little tiny seed that planted this beautiful babes of hope connection was called "Finding Your Aha Moment." Oh my
1: God! I cannot (laughs) believe you went back and found it.
2: I I know I had to.
1: Out,
0: Natasha. I don't even remember what I talked about. Do you have? Like, can we hear your notes? I literally do not remember this.
2: I didn't take a lot of notes, but what I have, um, you were talking about a book called It Will Never Happen To Me. I have no idea, I never read that book after, I just wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) So So I wrote that down and then um, part of my notes also say, when you're afraid, act anyway. Don't be okay staying afraid. Seek out the help you need. Write out your limiting self-beliefs and connect the feeling you get when you think of those limiting self-beliefs. And think cool. of a childhood moment where you felt that same way. Okay. So that's what my note said. <laughs> okay. Do you remember uh, any of this? I remember it differently. What year was this, <laughs>
0: 2017.
2: Okay. So, What's blowing oh, wow. yep. my mind about this that people need to understand is I was not a life coach at this
0: time and that messaging that you received is my exact messaging as a life coach and I'm just <laughs> freaking out like I <laughs> said
2: that three years ago like that's crazy to me three and a half years ago really. Yeah yeah three and a half years ago you were uh, speaking wisdom into me and this really started me following you, and then I'm sure like soon after this is like when you found your the program that changed you into a life coach.:
0: Yes, okay, so I remember this. okay. It was like a really big deal to me to get to be a speaker on these like team calls that we did and i just remember like wow those those women that get to be on these team calls like they've got it going on like they must be so awesome and so special that like they got invited to do this and then one day i was like screw it i'm not waiting for an invitation so i emailed my upline and i was like listen I don't know if I'm allowed to just invite myself on this call or not, but I would really love to come and be a speaker on this thing. And I I was terrified that she was going to be like, oh, that's sweet, but no, thank you. Um, (laughs) 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 The things we tell ourselves. Yeah. I was legit like kind of like tensing up my stomach like ready to just receive rejection and I was like it'll be okay like at least I acted on it mm-hmm. and then her response she was so excited and she was like oh my gosh we would love it here's the dates you could come on this date this date or this date and I picked the date that like kind of sort of worked But I would li- we were literally like leaving for a trip the next day or something so I was like oh my gosh this is Like, I'm just going to do it and it's going to be totally scary and it's going to be totally awesome and I'm just going to do it. And so I like created my message from that experience of like, I really wanted to be on this call. It was really important to me. I was terrified, but I did it anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys, I I even have the YouTube link if you want to see this. Um, So (laughs) it is still connected (laughs) to my notes, the YouTube link. It was probably, like, a one-hour talk because I remember then the network um, that we were in, she had a huge, huge team. So when you're speaking, no wonder you felt those, like, nerves because you're speaking to, like, thousands of people when you're getting on this line. Like, you don't know who's listening.
0: Thousands? Yes, for real, legit, just a thousands. That's why I was terrified to reach out to her because I was like – there's no way. There's no way. It's like little old me and she's got this team of thousands of people. She's like one of the top 10 in the company.
1: Yeah. And
0: I was like, whatever, like, I'll just reach out to her because that's my 10. And like, (laughs) and then she said yes. And I was like, what did I just get myself into?
2: (laughs) Oh my God. I like, is blowing my mind that you were not yet a coach and yet your messaging was literally exactly what we go through in the coaching process. Like, what are you thinking? What is that limitation? And then how does that limitation make you feel? Okay, now let's connect the patterns throughout your life. Like, what? <laughs> I,
1: I think have- that just proves that you were meant to do this. I know
0: that's what's blowing my mind is I'm like, I didn't have any training as a life coach at this time. Like I was just like speaking from my heart and like being like, this is what I've found in my life. And then to hear the notes written, like read back to me of like, Oh my gosh, it's exactly the same messaging that I'm giving my clients. Now I just have more training on how to do it. Yeah, (laughs) Mind blown. I I think that's so 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 funny. So cool. Yeah.
1: That's so cool. <sighs> All right, cool. Well that was like, yeah, we started having that conversation off air. And I was like, can we please stop and <laughs> do this like in the recording? Cause this is so perfect to talk about. And like full circle, bring back the story from the beginning of when we were getting to know like the coaches. Um, but I think this week we are going to hear a little bit more in depth from Tash, right. About kind of the first thing that you talk to your clients about and what like you find really important to kind of start off your coaching process with. So do you want to take that floor?
2: Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, Last week, we got to hear from Rachel and what she brings is so brilliant. And for me, the way I really love to start with my clients is getting into their vision and breaking down that vision into strategy. So the very first call I get on to the phone with my clients with is really kind of blowing up their big picture and just diving into Like, what are your goals? What do you want? And how can we make these come into reality? So I really get into like your life mission and vision and pull that out and get to know you a little bit more so I can help support you where you're at. I really think that coming and meeting somebody where they're at is a big part of how I kind of bring out the vision for people. So. I have worked with like, my best friends from high school to people I have never met before. So having this like, first kind of vision strategy call is basically what I call it. And having this opportunity to connect with them, to like, see where they're at right now, what they want five years from now, what they want like long-term, and then what's missing for them to have that in their life now. Awesome. And
1: so like, and that's like so important, I think, to meet people where they're at. um, Because I feel like so many people come to Group, co- or group coaching, come to coaching in general, and they're just like, okay, this is my vision, and this is where I want to be, and I'm not there right now, and I'm shaming myself, and I have limited decisions, and I don't even know how I'm going to get there, and just like all of the things, all of the, all of the blocks are coming up for them, and they don't know how to meet themselves where they're at. Um, I definitely when I started coaching, that was definitely where I was at. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know where I want to go and I'm shaming myself for being where I'm at right now. So I definitely love that you do that. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of the process of breaking down people's goals and like, what does it mean to kind of blow up their, their goal for them?
2: Yeah, totally. So for me, I think I am a really big picture kind of thinker and I easily see um, the big picture and it was really hard for me to break down the steps into the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, give me that 15-year vision. Give me that five-year vision. I can picture it perfectly. And so I really had to do a lot of work in, um, what I've come to call reverse engineering that goal. So how do we reverse engineer it into bite-sized pieces, break it down even into 10 minute steps. So really it's just going from having that conversation with somebody around, you know, what is important to them? What do they value? Um, what do they want? Their goal could be as small as getting a new car getting a new house or traveling the world in a hundred days, like whatever it is, it's possible to break it down. And it's also possible to blow it up. So either way for me, I was the person who had to break it down. Some people might see every single 10 minute task super, super clearly. And that is so awesome for you if you can, and I can help you blow it up to a point where you can see that 15 year vision and you can have that focus. So you can course navigate as things come up, as life happens, you can adjust course to make sure you're still going towards that end vision. Where if you're just so focused on the small day-to-day tasks, you may lose focus of that end site because you're so focused on the road. You don't know which direction to go, you're just following the road. Where this, I can help you see the full map, give you the directions, and help you get there. I don't know if that answered your question at all.
0: (laughs) I think you definitely got it at some different
1: points, yes.
2: You know what I find really
0: interesting is um, the three of us are all big picture people. Mm -hmm. And this came up for us on our group coaching call. We were doing like... um, you know, mapping out our our end of year goals. And Natasha and Jessa have these enormous like big picture vision of like what they want in a year or two years from now. And our friend Holly was like, I don't know, like, I'm just really stuck on what I want to accomplish by the end of the month. Like, I don't have an end of year goal. And so it was really funny to like chunk Tash and Jessa down to like, okay, like, what do we want in four months? And then chunk Holly up to like, okay, we, we get what you want by the end of the month, but like, let's set some end of year goals.
2: And just knowing that every
0: person is different, you know, it's okay that you struggle with one or the other. Mm -hmm. That's totally normal.
1: Totally. So do either of you have any tips, tricks, um, like, yeah, tips or tricks to help somebody either chunk themselves down or chunk themselves up? And maybe we should actually describe what those are for a moment. When when you first told me what chunk up was or chunk down, I don't know what I was thinking. It was like chunks of food. And I was like, I don't know what
0: this (laughs) is. is and how it relates to my goals so yes, yes thank you I'll explain the jargon and then I'll let Natasha answer like how she does it um okay. but thank you for catching that Jessica sometimes I just use coachy language and nobody knows what I say <laughs> in the language. okay so chunking up if you are I call it kind of being Um, stuck in the weeds. You're just so focused on the tiny details. These are very detail-oriented people. Detail-oriented people are amazing. I love them so much. I need more of them in my life because they see every little tiny thing. Um, Sometimes detail-oriented people have a really hard time looking up and seeing the big picture because they're so focused on the little dots so by chunking them up you're taking their picture that's really down in the weeds and you're moving their eyes up it's called um it's called a foveal foveal view is when you're really really focused so they have this foveal view of like down here they're using kind of if you can imagine they're looking through a telescope down at the ground so, it's all that's what they're seeing. So, you're taking it and blowing it out and having them look up and see the bigger picture and seeing, like, how do they want to get up? Where do they want to be in a year, five years, 10 years? That's chunking someone up. You can also chunk someone up if you're having a conversation and you find yourself in a disagreement. It means People have two different definitions. This happened to us with the definition of the word, um, a leadership or teacher. I forget. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. What is an entrepreneur? Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we were having this discussion and we were finding ourselves like digging in and like stuck in the weeds of like, no, this is what it means. No, this is what it means. No, this is what it means. And so you chunk up until you meet agreement. So I was like, well, is an entrepreneur a leader? Okay, are we in agreement with that? Okay, is an entrepreneur um, somebody that's changing the world? Okay, can we have an agreement there? Is an entrepreneur this? And you just keep chunking their language up, up, up until you find a match or an agreement. That's chunking up um, in terms of conversation. In terms of goals, it's just taking them from, I want to lose five pounds to like, why do you want to lose five pounds? What's important to you about that? What will your life look like when you have that? That's chunking up. Chunking down is when people are so focused on the end result. They're like, I wanna be a motivational speaker. And I see myself on stage and I'm, you know, I've got my hand in the air and I'm, you know, I'm so in it and I can see the book that I'm gonna sell at the end, but I don't have a book. I don't have a microphone. I don't have a stage. I don't have any connections and I don't know what to do. And then you have to chunk them down to like, okay, well, if that's what we're gonna do in a year, what do we need to have it by 11 months? What do we need to have by 10 months? What do we need to have by five months? And you chunk them down to, as Natasha was saying, their daily habits.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, that still triggers me so much. Not like triggers, but like hits me so close to home. I still have trouble with my daily habits because I'm such a big picture thinker. I can even relate this to this art project that I'm doing right now. I, and I just actually, while you were talking about that, realized that I do this with every art project. Like I have the vision of what it's gonna look like at the end and then getting down to doing the actual nitty gritty details. I'm like, uh, I didn't envision this part. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. And I guess that's the beauty of the trial and error of doing art, but it's, yeah, it's exactly like what I'm doing right now. I thought of the bigger picture and I, I got stuck in the, in the weeds. Um, yeah, Tash. So do you want to talk a little bit about how, like what that looks like specifically for your clients?
2: Yeah. Hold on. I just had like one thought was yes. when you were talking about uh, like the trial and error and that's like exactly what your goals are is when you get down mm. into the habits and the daily actions, it's all trial and error. And if you, you don't have that big picture, you're going to be trying and failing, making mistakes and not course adjusting to keep you going into that end picture into that end goal so I just had to say that first yeah no I
1: love that I think it's all that's super about trial actually. and
2: error yeah yeah so your goals really like I was I mentioned this to you the other day Jessa when we were talking about our weekly goals is that I have literally pages and pages of goals that I have not hit so when I started, you know, like making goals and kind of what do I want to accomplish this month? I, this is just goes to my like hoarding testaments is like I really <laughs> keep notes like free, <laughs> like am exposing myself hardcore. Like So yes, I still have my notes from 2017 when Rachel spoke on a dream call. <laughs> and yes, I still have my notes from when I was doing goal setting in 2016. So Yeah, there's that.
1: (laughs) I think that has worked to our benefit though, so.
2: It has. I've learned (laughs) and failed and now I'm getting way better and actually hitting my goals. So it all comes down to like, what are these goals about? Are they surface level goals or are they something that you think that you want? Maybe it's a goal you've set and you think that you're not capable of doing it, so you don't even bother going for it. So really what I like to do with my clients is just like pull that out, like what's working for you, what's not working for you, like are your goals going towards something that you want, or away from something that you don't want. So just evaluating the first stages is really just like evaluating where you're at now because if you don't have that ground level of evaluation to see okay this is my starting point I can measure my starting point right now right here today and now I know what I want to go for and so I can track that I can track my success along the way course adjust along the way so I continue pushing for that end picture
1: totally Yeah. Um, Can you go back and give a little bit of an example of, you said like towards your goal or away from your goal. And I know that that verbiage towards and away is something that we use often. Um, And that was another one these coaching tools at the beginning, (laughs) I was just like, this is a whole new language that I'm learning. Um, Could you give like an example of what like a towards and an away goal would be?
2: Sure, you're like our English language coach, language, uh, dictionary, translator, <laughs> like, alert, like. Yeah. <laughs> i like, people, people don't know what this is. Yeah. So, uh, towards something you want is really, it comes down to your motivation. So, are you motivated because it's something that you're looking forward to, something that you're excited about, something that is inspiring or like pushing you kind of forward where away from is the opposite is like oh it's I want this because I don't want something else or I think one of the best ways and an example that has been on my not completed goals from at least four years is a weight lo- weight loss goal. And so my goal says, like, I am going to be 165 pounds by this date. And so that was really an away from goal was because I didn't want to be feeling the way I was feeling when I looked at myself in the mirror. I just had all the, like, negative thoughts around, like, oh, my body, like, look at this part, look at this part, like, I'm not happy with it. And so my goal when I set that was definitely from a negative space around, I don't want to be fat. That is the way from. And so now setting a goal around weight with a positive towards attitude would be, I want to lose 10 pounds so I can feel energized and excited about my walks and not get out of breath when I go up the hill. It's like, I wanna feel energized at the top of that hill and not out of breath. So that's more of a towards than I don't wanna feel fat. So that's kind of that language. Did I explain it well enough for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to to add on to that, how I have experienced that in even more kind of detail is, In saying that you don't, like, so many people will use the weight um, goal as an example, because that's, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I definitely can. Um, For years, you know, I, same, wanted to lose weight because I didn't want to be fat or because I didn't want to look this certain way or whatever. And the thing with away froms is that you may find that that, Um, reasoning may work on the short term but it will always like a what are those things called? Rubber not band. A, slingshot. Blink, yeah. a rubber band. Thank you. <laughs> it will always like pull you back to that place because your reasoning was not from a place of betterment, of growth, of love for yourself. It was from a place of dislike and loathing and whatever that reason, um, you know, that you don't want to be fat anymore is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why like kind of, shifting that perspective to, to from a way, to, from, yeah, from a way towards, what, what am I saying, Uh is like more of a loving, it's more effective, it's more sustainable. And also it totally relates and is almost pretty much the same as what, um was it last week we were talking about cause and effect? Have we talked yeah. about cause and effect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um It's the same thing of if you're choosing in a way, you are in effect. If you are choosing uh, towards, you are in cause, mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah. And like put very, very simply, towards is coming from a place of love. Away from is coming from a place of fear.
0: Yes. And it's a sliding scale. It's very mm-hmm. important that people understand that is like you can have towards reasons and away from reasons um, and it'll still be an issue. So what we do as coaches is let's say somebody does want to lose weight and they have both of those. They're like, well, I don't want to be fat anymore and I don't want to feel this lethargy in my body. And I feel sick all the time and I'm getting diabetes or whatever. And those are, I want to get away from that. I also see that I want to like wear a smaller pant size and feel strong and feel healthy and make, friends that are fit so what do you do with that when the client has both is you elicit basically the negative thoughts and emotions that are coming up for them around away from you clear those up and then all they're left with is their toward and the reason why this is so important so that people like understand this um with let's say a millionaire let's use a different example besides weight let's say somebody grows up uh poor And they really feel all the pain points of their parents just working so hard to make ends meet, but there's never enough. And they're like, I don't care what I have to do. I do not want to be poor. So this like propels them forward on this journey of they want to be a millionaire. They want to make money, but all from a place of, I don't want to be poor anymore. It sucked. They make a million dollars what happens is their motivation is now neutralized because their motivation was, I don't want to be poor. Well, guess what? They're not anymore. Motivation, gone. So the unconscious mind actually puts them in a place of bankruptcy again to re-motivate them. And this will happen over and over and over and over again, because the unconscious mind is the one driving the bus of your life. So that is why you'll see people uh, make a million dollars, spend a million dollars, make a million dollars, spend a million dollars. It's because their unconscious mind, every time they make a million dollars, is like, well, we got here and we don't see anything else. So we're going to go back down, up, down, up, down. And same, same thing with yo-yo dieters. They get their results, their motivation disappears, they go back down. They get results. Their motivation disappears. They go back down. And that's why it's super important to release the away froms and only have toward because when you're toward and you hit your goal, you're like, oh, cool. This is my new normal. Now I want to set a new towards goal and you'll continue to move forward when you're moving toward.
2: So brilliantly said. And it is so like, so true. It is on a sliding scale. I kind of like to think of it as like a percentage wise, like I'm 80% towards this goal. I'm 20% away from, and then as your coach, we work on that 20% away from like, what are those thoughts coming up? What are those feelings? And like, what are those thoughts and feelings causing you to do? And so we shrink and shrink and shrink that percentage into like obviously I mean just part of being in life there's always never anything is always a hundred percent certainty so we always try to get you as close to that as possible and just keep working through it so brilliant Rachel every time you talk I'm just like yes give me more. I was gonna
1: say the same thing. You're so (laughs) well spoken and just like I mean obviously like so knowledgeable that you just say it and I'm like yeah that's exactly what I spent 20 minutes just trying to say.
0: (laughs) Well it does help that I have tried explaining this a million times and like have found the one or two things that work. (laughs) Yeah. I've been there, I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. And then you explain it a few times, and you're like, well, that didn't land. And then you explain it one time, and you're like, oh, that did land. That's my new way that I explain it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love awesome. it. And we get to all benefit from your wisdom, which I love. Always.
1: It's part of the reason why I feel like I have any confidence of even doing a show like this, because I'm like, Rachel, <laughs> hi, can you uh, can you come and... <laughs> Fill in like save us here. <laughs> me here. No one
0: can see me, but I'm like bright
2: red and like <laughs> still not to say or do. And just like uh oh, <laughs> compliment. Uh thank you. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Uh, you deserve every compliment. Thank you. I will receive it.
0: I will receive it. Thank you.
2: Awesome. So what else do you want to know about um, really kind of getting started with a vision and goal strategy um, at the beginning of your coaching session? It really comes down to just Rachel, very tiny, tiny, tiny hinted to it is just eliciting your values and figuring out what is important to you. Why is that important to you? What is important about all of this and how it connects into your life and where maybe it's missing in your life like where are those values absent and you wish they were actually there so it that's kind of where we get started and yeah it's kind of a little bit hard to explain without i've never actually explained it before so without actually doing it (laughs) so i hope you um picking up what i'm putting down
1: yeah for sure. Well, I mean, we know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, Rach, do you have anything to add to values elicitation?
0: Um, the only thing I would say, if people are going to try this at home, and they're like, "Okay, I want to know if I have towards or away from," um, the the key question to ask yourself is, "What's important to me about?" So, let's say you're doing, you want to figure out what's important to you in health or your specific goal of wanting to weigh a certain amount. What's important to me about weighing 165 pounds. And then you just don't overthink it. Just let your mind take over the pen and just free associate, write down everything that comes up. When you're going through your list of wants and don't wants, every time you have a want, just put a plus sign. Every time you have a, I don't want, put a, put a minus sign. And then you'll be able to see very clearly how much of what you want is towards and how much of what you want is away from. And that's just a very clear indicator of where the stuff is that needs to be cleaned up. So keep it super simple, just write out the list of what's important to me about that. And it'll become very evident in your language. You're either gonna use words like I want, or you're gonna use words like I don't want. And whenever you see, I don't want, that's an indication that, oh, that's an away from. Cause even if you could go back and change the language to a toward, you were free associating and that's where your true away from lies. So don't go back and change the language. Just look at it and be like, Oh, okay. This is important information to have. It's just information.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think too, um, when looking at those, do you think there's an opportunity in seeing the, I don't wants to be like, what do I want instead of this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's say, for example, some if it's we're using the weight loss example and someone says, I don't want to be lethargic anymore. The key thing to understand here is that you do have some don't wants. So yeah, what do you want instead? I want more energy. Changes it to a, a toward consciously. So now you're consciously aware of what you do want. The unconscious work is where you want to hire a coach or a therapist or something to go in there and remove the negatives, um, that you don't want in your life, because since it's done unconsciously, unfortunately you cannot do that by yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was if the only biggest we thing. we could
2: all dream it away.
1: I know that was the biggest <laughs> thing before getting into coaching or even like hiring a coach is I mean, and I said this in the introduction, but I spent so long reading the books and like listening to the podcast, like doing all the self-help stuff. And finally, when I, you know, hired my therapist and then hired Rachel as my coach was the moment that I started seeing that change because it was no longer like me trying to do all the things myself because not only am do I have like my own blocks? We all have our own like blinders on certain situations. But yeah, like we get certified and trained specifically to use specific language and techniques to help you eliminate certain limiting beliefs and blocks in your mind. And unfortunately, that's not something that you know, people can do by themselves. I wish that I had a magic wand and I could because that would be
2: great.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, if you're master, if you become master prac certified in NLP and timeline therapy, you can do it on yourself. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, you can. But until you're master prac, you, it's, you need to hire a coach. Um, but the thing that I want people to really understand about hiring a coach is, Sometimes people think like, well, this is gonna be like a lifelong commitment then. And it isn't because you're, when you remove limiting decisions and away froms, they disappear immediately. So the beauty of having a coach is you might come in and say, think to yourself, what's gonna take me six months to get these results with my coach? And it won't, you'll hit your goals early. And then you are like, wow, cool. I'm still under agreement with my coach. We get to work on new stuff now and I get to keep growing and your 10 that you come to your coach with and you're like, this is what I want. Once you get it, you're like, whoa, this is my new normal. Now I can set a new 10 and you just keep doing that. And that's why when some people are like, how come you still have the same clients for like two, three years? Are they not getting results? They're getting massive
2: results. They just keep wanting them so because it's instant
1: I love that yes
2: (laughs) so awesome yeah this actually leads me into a question and I would love it if either one of you would be willing to do this is Rachel's right like you can choose how long you spend with your life coach whether it's six weeks six months or six years you choose and the way that my strategy and vision plays into this is we're always changing and evolving so our values our life circumstances are always changing so we always need to be reevaluating. and what I would love to do with one of you kind of give our listeners a little bit of a live sample into what we do would one of you be willing uh if I asked you what is important to you right now in life um if you could give me 10 areas of your life that is important and I'll and I'll take you through the process. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if Jessa volunteer.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stared out.
2: Literally we're
0: like, they can't see
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. I'll do so
2: it. Jessa, where you are are at today, what is important to you? Ten areas. Yeah. Just as fast as you can, list them out for me. Okay.
1: My dog, money, health, family, creativity, school, uh, for relationships, um, uh, movement. um, How many am I at?
2: Uh, Eight. I can hardly write as fast as you can talk. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think...
1: Um, 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 oh, like personal time, like self-care, um, and uh, nature.
2: Okay, awesome. So, um, the first number that comes to your mind with one being like super unhappy and 10 being ecstatic, euphoria, utopia, um, where are you at with your dog? How happy on a scale of one to 10? um 7 uh and your money uh 4 and your health uh 5 and your family uh 7 and your creativity uh 7 and your school uh 8 and your relationships uh 7 and your movement uh, two and your personal <laughs> self care uh three and uh nature uh three awesome so this is what i really like to get started with my clients so we actually now have a starting point for jessa that we can bounce off of and measure start measuring her goals so right now looking at her list there are a couple areas that are scored way higher than other areas like she's really happy with where she's at with school and her family and her relationships and being creative right now areas that she's not as happy with is nature her self-care and her movement so as her coach I would ask her like what about these three areas like what is important about movement to you and then this is where we're gonna go into the towards and away froms And this is where we're going to scale it on, you know, a percentage wise, you know, how much of this is towards, how much of this is away from. And then we can have a baseline to evaluate where her goals should be going for the next month for the next six months. So this is kind of just a live little sample into the beginning steps of what we, what we can do to get you started with your vision and goals and to keep you moving towards things that are important to you.
1: Totally. Yeah and I think it is really important like you could do this little exercise with your friends you know like you just spit out the first word and the first number that comes to your head and i think you'd be i definitely was the first couple times that i did this i was like uh why did that word come out of my mouth because that's not something i ever really think about but it's it is that subconscious thing right it's that thing that we're always talking about what is your subconscious mind telling you what is it not telling you um and kind of what is it running on the, on the underside Mm -hmm. of things. So yeah, I think that that is an awesome way that everybody can kind of just start with themselves. Mm -hmm. And also like, you know, you can help, you know, keep your friends accountable to those little tiny things too. And like you said, like, it's a great place to start. That's actually scalable, which have we talked about specifically smart goals yet? Okay. We'll talk about that and like explain it on another episode. But part of like creating a SMART goal is something that's scalable. Measurable. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is, what's the actual word here? Um, So if I'm starting what at movement at like a two and in six weeks, I'm at like a five, then that's incredible. Because that's something that I'm like, oh, cool. Like I started all the way from back there. And now I know, even if I don't feel on the day-to-day, like I'm moving as much as I want to be in six weeks, I'm like, well, actually I am because Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing that six weeks ago.
2: Yeah. And you know, something I like about doing it this way is when I very first started doing goal setting, it was like, okay, these are your 10 values that you, these are your 10 areas of life that you should value period and rate these on a scale of one to 10. And I'm like, some of them, I'm like, some of these don't really land with me. Um, yet, I'm still rating it and still trying to set a goal in this area of life. Yet, it doesn't make any sense for me, because I don't relate to it. So having it done this way, whereas like, Jess, I just spit out the first 10 things that are important to you. Um, then it really connects you deeper into what you value and how you can take those values, set goals around them to get you even happier and more satisfied with where you
1: are at. Totally. That like, leads in perfectly for i think it might be next week that we um go into what i like to talk to my clients about which is connecting to yourself and your intuition and doing that values elicitation that though i don't always necessarily use those specific um tactics i would say um That is exactly what, I mean, we'll talk about it more next week, but that's, I'm like, I'm getting so hyped up. I could like do a whole nother episode right now, but, um, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's coming from you. It's what you value, not what people tell you that you should be valuing. And when you like pivot your life to come from a place of your own intention and your own intuition, that's when you start finding real joy and happiness and love
2: boom my I can't drop I can't drop Actually, my mic because <laughs> don't drop <your> mic. yeah
1: <laughs> it would not be a nice sound
2: <laughs> yeah and I think that's like why I have so many sheets of goals that are not like accomplished because I was setting them in areas of life that were not important to me that other people set for me that I didn't Internally value. I didn't internalize it myself. It didn't come from within me, so I wasn't able to go out and put it into the world because it wasn't mine.
1: Exactly. Yep. Makes perfect sense.
2: Totally. Magotally. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Don't mind my random singing. Um, okay. Cool. Well, do we have anything else? for this episode. No, we covered it all. Okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll close this
0: out then.
1: Uh, Thank you guys for joining us this week uh, on Babes with Hope. We will see you next week. Like I said, I think we are diving into my favorite area, which is intention and Um, intuition. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of our coaching programs, you can reach us directly at babeswithhope.thinkipic.com. That's babeswithhope.thinkipic.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.